So we're not going to clap so we can just look at him and smile. Last time I talked about uh, somewhat of uh, my assessment of the kind of practitioners that I believe you are, and uh, the kind of teachings that I don't think that I need to pound into your head, so I think that you take for granted that you already have, okay? And taking into that consideration, so what kind of practitioners you're not, so what kind of practitioners are you, maybe? Uh, for the most part, you fall into the range of someone who has some degree of conviction about the path. And you have a practice that you're doing. And perhaps you're in the category of, of uh, you practice, and then once in a while you find yourself fighting with, am I doing enough? You find yourself fighting with, uh, uh, with thoughts that might end up being discouragement. But I think, uh, for the most part, you get close to discouragement, but you don't actually uh, necessarily fall entirely into, into discouragement. Somehow you, you hear someone or you pick yourself up and you're able to continue. And you do this over and over again. And... Uh, but perhaps you don't quite see the progress that you're making. And that continues to make you... Uh, so your practice so is sort of like uh, fighting against discouragement taking over. That seems to be your practice. Even though your practice is supposed to be to reach enlightenment for the sake of all sentient beings. But it seems like what you're practicing is fighting against discouragement. Okay. Well... If you're at that stage, that's progress. Okay? That is actual progress. You may think that you're not making progress because you're not, you, know, you don't see your body, you, know, you, don't, you don't see your body turning into light. You don't see, you don't, you know, for most of the day, you don't see yourself, you know, 
you know, all of a sudden being uh, whooshed into some blissful state. You don't see Buddhas visiting you and say, congratulations. <laughs> you don't give a certificate, you know, uh, by the way, now you're in a level so-and-so. And Buddha, you know, crown made of lapis lazuli is, that <laughs> is very proud of you. you know. We don't get those kinds of stuff. Right? Actually, maybe in the very beginning, you may have had some experience like that. That's why you continued. <laughs> and uh, interestingly enough, I'm reading a book now. You probably heard about it. It's, uh, uh, it's not within the Kangyu or the Tengyu. It's, <laughs> it's nowhere in the shelf where Buddhism books are. Uh, it's by Paolo Coelho. Probably have heard of him. Yes. And uh, it's, it's The Alchemist. Sorry, I'm late. I'm reading it so late. <laughs> Might have finished it yet. But uh, something in there about... Uh, Beginner's luck? Beginner's, something about beginner's luck. Where in the beginning of your quest, you get this nice thing that happens. And then this nice thing that happens, it's sort of like your, uh, it's like enticement. Get continuing the path. You'll get something just like this, even better. Okay? So maybe in the beginning, you've had a nice experience. Maybe you even met an incredible being. Okay? And then, now you've taken all, you've seen that and you're continuing on the path and then no more being like that comes, no more nice experience. Instead, all you're doing maybe seems like you're fighting your mind from being overwhelmed by discouragement. Now the fact that you're staying on the path, the fact that you, you haven't given up to discouragement, that is a great achievement. Now the next achievement that you need to achieve is doing it every single day. And that will take some effort. If you, if, and those of you who have been on the past for some time, you know what I'm talking about. You practice enthusiastically for a whole week. You wake up at 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock and you, you do your meditation. Even though thoughts of discouragement is trying to take over, trying to say, come on, did you see a Buddha today? Why are you sitting down? Okay? And you sit down anyway, no matter, even though the thought is discouraging you. So, and you're able to do this for a whole week. And then the, f the next day comes up, the very next day comes up, and, and uh, I don't know, uh, you went to a Dharma class, <laughs> it ended late, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can't wake up at 5 o'clock anymore. Uh, the, the alarm goes off or the, your mind tells you it's time to wake up, you know, it's time to meditate. And discouragement says, come on, you were in a Dharma class last night, you were doing a good job. <laughs> you did good. Give yourself a break. You need it. You know, you know the, uh, and, and the thought will quote even uh, beings that you've never heard of before, uh, said it's good to do that. It might even quote a being that you heard or a passage that you read and then gives it, gives it to you in a context where it says, oh, it's okay, I can... Uh, I mean, just don't do it at five. You can do it at six. And six o'clock came, six o'clock comes, and what do you do? Well, you... Nothing happened. The world didn't, you know, blow up. You didn't do it at five, so... You, get, you don't have to do it at six. <laughs> do it later. You know, you got things to do. You got to eat breakfast. When you come back from when you come back from work and after you've you know done all your service you know good job then you could then you have the time to do it 
And then, of course, things happen. You do your good service. You come back home and it's late and you're tired. And then the thought comes. I guess I, I have to, I told myself I would do it. That now it's time to do it. Come on. The whole day went by. You didn't die. Nobody died. You could, you could just take the day off. You could do it tomorrow. Okay? And then you listen. Or maybe you try, uh, maybe guilt might be doing a, try to do a good job on you. So what do you do? You sit down and you do <laughs> Okay, I did it. I did something. Okay. <laughs> you, you go to sleep and then the next day it comes up and this is what my, my teacher, this is the warning that my teacher gave. If you're able to do it one day, your mind will tell you, your mind will set that as a habit. If you could do it one day, the world didn't blow up. Mm -hmm. Do another day. And then, maybe on the third day, the guilt comes. And you pick up the practice again. And this time you do it for a whole week and a half. <laughs> Every day, non-stop. And of course, this happens. You, you, you start. You get the enthusiasm and you stop. Why? Because you didn't see a Buddha. You didn't see a, your body. You, know, turning, you didn't see a, a speck of light coming out of your body. Your mind didn't stay in bliss throughout the day. And then discouragement takes over. And then he keeps that. And then it becomes your practice, trying to keep it steady. And what, what are you fighting throughout this time? You're fighting the first, you're fighting the first uh, obstacle, laziness. That's what you're doing. You're, doing, you're fighting laziness. You're doing your job. You are making progress. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't make a definite, uh, definite conclusion saying, commitment, okay, this is it, this is not for me, I'm not doing this anymore. You didn't arrive at that moment. You're still fighting. Okay? And with each time you fight, you don't see it, but you're gaining strength. And the strength will either one day, when you will, when you will make one of your very first realizations, that you're not even aware that it's a realization. Steadiness. No matter what, whether you see, whether, you're, whether you have a bad day or a good day, whether you, have, whether you spent your day doing an incredible, wonderful service, you still keep the practice. And keeping the practice doesn't mean that, uh, don't, look, don't, don't make a commitment to time yet in the beginning. Just make a commitment to some degree of quality, okay? Or at least to some degree of repetition, okay? Make that first commitment. That, that is a commitment that you, 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 you are able to keep, that you, you may have enough reserved energy to be able to deal with. But if you make commitments that you are not able to deal with, you, you, you could say that you don't have the reserve energy to deal with that. You don't have the reserve energy to actually... Uh, expand in, in that kind of, in, that, in those kinds of commitments. Okay. So, you make your, a commitment that you can keep, and you try to keep it, and then keep reminding yourself every once in a while, why you're doing this? Why are you doing this? You have to refresh your mind. Why are you doing this? What is the ultimate purpose of this? What is the immediate purpose of this? If you don't do this, you're, you're making your... Uh, you're allowing yourself to be susceptible to the dangers of laziness, of being discouraged. Okay. 
then after you've reached this monumental achievement, sustainability, you're actually uh, helping all that. You are training your mind to get one, one of the uh, factors that you need to make you succeed to actually achieve meditation. You're actually training yourself in the capacity to direct the mind. And, and, and being able or not being able to direct the mind is uh, what allows you, is what makes you, when you're trying to meditate, susceptible to drowsiness. Okay? And drowsiness is an obstacle to, uh, to meditation. And not being able to direct your mind is what uh, makes, allows this, capa uh, this ability, if you want to call it that, or this lack of, uh, this negative energy, this, you know, it's a nice thing to, to call it, this negative energy is what allows it to actually uh, allow it to, to influence you. Okay. Uh, and uh, sustain, sustain. Now, the, remember I mentioned uh, this working definition for meditation: directed, sustained mindfulness. The directing, the ability, the ability to direct, is a is a capacity of the mind that you have to train. The ability to keep the mind steady, sustained, is another capacity that you have to, to direct. And um, the factors that you actually, uh, that you achieve, the factors that are the reward of when, once you achieve meditation, those different kind of, the different qualities that you have when you're in that state, the reason that you don't enjoy them, that you don't experience them simultaneously, is because of the presence of these already these uh, negative states of mind are already there. The negative state of drowsiness, okay, the capacity to be drowsy, that's what's preventing you from directing your mind. The capacity or the lack, uh, what do you call that? Not being able to gather your thoughts, your mind uh, being susceptible to uh, what's that? Good. Uh, Distraction, uh, dis uh, what's it called? Uh, what's the scattering? Yeah, scattering. Uh, that which is an obstacle is the sustainability. Okay, being able to sustain the mind counters uh, scatteredness. Um, and the wonderful uh, qualities that we want to achieve, uh, 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 that makes the state of meditation very uh, attractive. You know, the bliss and the one-pointedness. The reason that they're not there is because of the presence of their counter, the, the, the counter what? The counter states are present in the mind. Okay. And, and, and as I mentioned uh, last time, all these obstacles are just different degrees or different uh, outcomes of laziness discouragement. So when, when, when you're fighting discouragement, you're actually strengthening all those qualities. Eventually, when you do a good job at fighting discouragement, fighting laziness, your mind becomes, e it's easier for your mind to enter the states of bliss. And it's easier for your mind to enter one-pointedness. The state of mind 
that makes you not able to make your mind one-pointed to stay on one object? Guess what that is? To stay on one object. Stay one object. Not able to stay on one object. Having many more than one object. <laughs> it's attachment. It's the habit of attachment that makes it hard, difficult to keep the mind one-pointed. Okay? Because no, no, uh, how, does, how does attachment get its uh, uh, habitual pattern? You're looking for contentment through your senses. Unfortunately, we don't have just one sense. We have, mo we have at least five. <laughs> right? So you're, you're constantly looking for, looking for something outside. So that becomes a habit. And it's not just one thing that you're looking at. It's many things. So that's why you don't have one-pointedness. Because of the habit of attachment. Okay? Now the bliss. What do you think is the... Take a good guess. Any guess. What's the, what is it that is present in the mind that makes it your mind not able to experience bliss? I'm not talking about happiness. Well, talk about bliss, okay? <laughs> not little pleasure, but bliss. A definite state of mind where you say, wow, look at my mind. It is absolutely out there, blissful. Desire? Aversion? Aversion. Yeah, aversion. Who said aversion? Very good. Aversion is the state of mind that is present. And aversion manifests in, you know, in various forms. It doesn't manifest as a full-blown uh, uh, fit of anger. That's not when you have aversion. Okay? Aversion happens in more subtle states of mind. Even when you're trying to meditate and then your mind is set on achieving meditative state, uh, the distraction comes, and then reacting towards the distractions with, a, with anger. Even that kind of anger, which seems to be like a holy anger, which is, uh, you know, uh, it, uh, what do you call that? Uh, righteous. righteous anger. Righteous anger, right? It seems that you need this kind of anger. Because, you know, the objects that it's fo focusing on is, is correct. Even that kind of anger, is, is fits uh, under this uh, ill will or uh, aversion kind of state of mind. Okay? And that's what is preventing the mind from achieve, uh, experiencing the bliss. Okay? And all these obstacles are, de are dealt with with some aspect of the preliminaries. That's why the masters uh, brought, that's what the uh, uh, the masters arranged the preliminaries, came up with the preliminaries to help us rookies, uh, you know, uh, be able to, to deal with the be able to deal with the obstacles of meditation even before you're actually sitting and trying to meditate. Okay, when you do the preliminaries, you're setting yourself up to, to the stage where you're about to meditate. Okay, and even in that, you're dealing with the obstacles. Uh, so. If you're in a state of fighting discouragement, congratulations. <laughs> you reached the state. Okay? If so it's not a Buddha appearing in life, giving you a, your certificate of, a, of, of, a, <laughs> of achievement, you know, 
with a with a uh, top notch, you know, made of lapis lazuli, you know, reaching the sky, you know. But take it from me, this is <laughs> this is an achievement. It's a major achievement. And if you haven't reached sustained practice yet, you're on your way there. And when you are there, it's like practicing becomes like becomes equal to brushing your teeth in the morning. I hope everybody brushes your teeth in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Eating breakfast in the morning. Some of you probably don't eat breakfast because you're yogis. <laughs> no, having a meal a day, okay? Like, you know, you don't let the day go by without at least having some sort of meal, without brushing your teeth, okay? Or changing you know, from your pajamas to your <laughs> clothes. Just like these things become naturally things that you do, on an everyday basis, then you will find yourself waking up or whenever you decide to do your practice, that time the bell will ring in your mind and you find yourself just easily going into it. And you will not find that annoying thought that comes up every once in a while, you know, that's looking, looking at your practice. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> that annoying thought. You, you, know, you don't worry about making everyday progress. Your only, your only thing that you're concerned about is, am I doing this every day? When you reach that state, that is a great achievement. If you have, if you have reached that state already, congratulations. That is a great achievement. Okay? Don't let, don't let uh, you know, uh, histories of uh, those Buddhas when they come pretending to be humans, you know, oh, from the time they entered the Dharma, they never broke this and that. Okay? Sometimes it discourages me. <laughs> when I read the life of those great masters, you know, from the moment that they, you know, they were born, they were kept their practice perfectly, you know, okay, all right, I broke, broke my, my stream of practice, I guess I can't do it anymore. Because, you know, that great guy did it, and I can't do it. Now, that's why I love the stories about, like, Minareva, you know, who, who, was a, who did a lot of sinning. <laughs> And yet, he won, uh, he won enlightenment. Yeah, I did that too. <laughs> and I, I, uh, if, uh, <laughs> the fact that Kerimbuche wasn't some, some uh, Turku, or disguised himself as not being a Turku. He was some, just some guy who was a goof-off in the beginning, and people didn't even think that he was going to, you know, uh, equivalent to graduate from high school. Okay? Instead, he won, like, he got himself the greatest PhD ever that's going to be, gonna be given. If he could do it, I can do it. Well, <laughs> 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 well it gives me encouragement. <laughs> okay, it helps me fight discouragement. Uh, for me, those kinds of uh, biographies help me. So, uh... So, to be able to achieve sustained no, sustain practice, that is a great achievement. And sustained practice doesn't necessarily mean that you're doing yabantaka and then that's the only thing that you do and you never stop doing yabantaka. Okay? And you know, just, you're always practicing. It could be yabantaka and then another one and another one and back to basics and something seems that will be advanced, two more and transforming elements, <laughs> okay, drawing the sun towards you, pushing it back, <laughs> okay, uh, 
I, uh, I wanted to uh, eventually get into some sort of a, uh, the history of this practice, this, uh, um, this, what you mostly know as the stages of meditation, the nine stages, the five this, the eight this, the seven that, and the, and the four and the five and all these kinds of things. Uh, this lineage, don't think that it is the absolute lineage. If someone is not, is not, is not following this particular, these particular steps, that person is out of, is, is out of, is out of the, is, not, is doing something completely different. This lineage is, is, uh, is on, was arranged this way by someone. Okay. And it just happens that the, within the Tibetan tradition, they, they, they champion the, uh, it's the same people, same, same kind of instruction, Kamanashila, Asanga, and Vasubandhu. Okay. I mean, these people are very recent. It doesn't mean that before that nobody was attending these states before. It doesn't mean that there they were they not other people who, who, who've come up with the systems also. And uh, uh, Asanga is receiving... Uh, Asanga is receiving... Uh, received them from... Uh, uh, supposedly received them from Maitreya. Okay? So that's supposed to be like Maitreya, you know, kind, of, kind of lineage. Okay? So, so that's the one that the Tibetans usually uh, mention. So if you come up with some other system from somewhere, and as, as long as they have uh, uh, also lineage of people who have actually achieved states of absorption through following that, then it's, then it's, you know, it's authentic. Okay? And there are some basic things that you can see that, that runs through all those different systems. Right? So we'll talk about the lineage that came to us through Kamalashila, Master Kamalashila, Master Asanga, Master Vasubandhu. Okay, that's the one that we'll we'll end. And of course, the Tibetans, the master, Tibetan masters, sort of like took all these things and mushed them into into one system. Okay, so that's what we'll talk about, right? Little by little. Right? I already mentioned uh, the first obstacle. One day we'll get to the second. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, we gotta stop. Uh, you gotta do what you came here to do, right? Meditate. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Ben? Somebody. Ben, what's his name? Ben or Gen? Ben, he's a dumb. Ben Geller? Gal 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 Ben Galmi sent out uh, some Facebook stuff I noticed. Uh, Tonglen meditation. Mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, because of what's going on, the destruction in, that, yeah. in Asia and in Middle East and all over the world. So I thought it would be a good idea if you want to do meditation on that. Yeah. Uh, connect yourself with the most powerful force in the universe and then let yourself be like a a channel and radiate that energy to those places. Okay? You could do it through Tonglen, you could do it through make up your own system. <laughs> you probably don't have time to make up your own system, but <laughs> 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 we only have five minutes, okay? <laughs> <laughs>
Okay? So let's send some love and some over there. Okay. Mm. So bring yourself to the state that we were brought into by uh, war and law. <laughs> and from that state, connect with compassion, connect with love, and really feel it. Let yourself be a channel and radiate that love over there. And see it doing stuff.
your attention back to your breath. Try to maintain the degree of military state and make a dedication. Staying aware of the breath, slowly become aware of the body, deliberately become aware of the body starting from the top of the head, include more and more until you're aware of the whole body from your head to your toes. <laughs> 